Good morning, my friends. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning, and it is a rainy one here in Belize. The drizzle, the cold rain, and I can hear the birds still in the background, you know, singing because it's daytime and that's what they do. But it's a beautiful day, and today I am here by myself at home. My kids are at school, and I have time today to share with you guys something that's been on my heart for a while now that I've been wanting to share and today I'm excited to share that with you and the title of this one is going to be a little little you know interesting but it's a story of my life when I was a teenager something that happened to me that now that I'm an adult I reflect and I look back and I have learned a very big lesson from this experience until now so I wanted to share it through this podcast today so that you guys can get that lesson that I have learned over a series of, of many years since I was a teenager. So thank you for being here and let's continue with the, les- with the podcast for today. And I ca- I'm calling this one, Are You on the Wrong Bus? So let's listen and see what's happening in this bus. The ups and downs, the smiles, the frowns. It's called life and no one said it was easy. But if you watch your health, you guard your heart and you live life on purpose, it's worth it. I'm your host, Carla Mendoza, here to talk to you about all things health, all things heart, and all things on purpose. Hope you have a wonderful time with us today. Thank you for being here. And we're back and today I am excited to tell you this story something that happened to me when I was about 16 years old I was in my last year of high school uh, about to graduate we had taken all of our exams and uh, they were talking about our class trip our class trip the end of we call it here the end of the year class trip and well I already knew I, I was raised by very um, careful parents very I would say strict in their own way but in every right to be because they had five daughters and they needed to make sure that their daughters were okay that nobody was taking advantage of them and they were safe and protected so i was the youngest of the five and here i was wondering how in the world am i going to get my parents to give me permission to go to this end of year trip so all my friends were excited they were going to go and i was like one of the top students in the class and they wanted me to go because i never really participated much in anything and they said at least this last one at least this last one let's go and i spoke to my parents and i asked them you know with every every positive way i could think of it i poured my heart in front of them and i said would you let me go to this trip end of year trip the teachers will be there supervision will be there everybody that needs to be there will be there jesus will be there oh my goodness i i was just asking my heart away and finally i don't know how i don't recall all the details but i believe my father said yes and then i was so excited and we prepared oh my goodness they've made a list of all these things we're gonna it was a camping overnight trip listen to me this is overnight my parents would never let me out of their sight for any evening we we were there with them every single time so um i was like my goodness i have finally gotten permission from my parents to do something that i have never been done before so i got really excited and they told me I needed to take some pots and some pans so that we can cook there at this camping trip that we were going to in a place called Pine Ridge. And the day is coming closer and everybody's preparing. 
And finally, my dad, well, the day comes and I'm all excited. I get all dressed up and we get ready this day to go to this trip. And I'm taking my pots and my pans and, <laughs> and here we go to meet the bus. And so as, as I get to the bus, I walk, my dad is taking me, he stops the car close to where the bus was and my dad comes out with me and my dad walks with me to the bus. As I'm entering the bus, I see all only students. So in my mind, I'm a very cautious person as well. And I love, I, I used to be very obedient. I am still very an, a very obedient person. But at this time, something inside of me isn't clicking, isn't feeling right. Uh, something is unsettled inside of me. You know that gut feeling. And I'm like, where are the teachers? And uh, what the president of the class says, uh, they're going to be there waiting for us. And so immediately my stomach is churning now because I'm not seeing any teachers in this bus. And this is supposed to be a chaperone with teachers trip, not a trip that was planned only by the students and let's go. So when I saw that already, I was a little distressed inside and I wasn't trying, I wasn't showing it, but my dad immediately stepped into my rescue. My dad says, if I'm not seeing a teacher in this bus, I am not allowing my daughter to go with this bus anywhere where I did not see an adult, a responsible person to ensure that, sh that I can talk to them personally and say, take care of my daughter. So at this point, I already know I'm not going to this trip. So I looked at my friends and I said, sorry, guys, I'm not going to be able to go um, because my dad didn't see any teachers. And well, I kind of blamed it on my dad, you know, and he won't let me go. But already I was unrest. I was at unrest in my stomach. There was something churning in there. I knew this wasn't right. And so I got out of the bus and my dad took me home. But that doesn't mean it didn't hurt. All the way home, I was crying. I was crying. I was crying because I was excited to go to this, to this trip with my friends for the last time we were about to graduate. But there was a part of me deep down inside that was happy that I didn't go. But it still hurt. But indeed, I got out of, out of the bus and I went home. And I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. I locked myself in my room and I cried. I was crying because I was disappointed that I didn't get to go, but I knew that my dad had made the right choice. I knew he had, but my dad thought I was crying because I wanted to go so bad and I was disappointed that he said no. And so therefore my dad later on, after I've cried a, a whole river and an ocean full of tears, he comes to me and he knocks the door and he says, if you really want to go, I can take you all the way to Pine Ridge just to make sure teachers are there and leave you there with your friends. And I said, no, dad, that's okay. You said no. The bus left. I'll get, I'll be fine. I'll get over it. You don't have to change your mind for me. We'll be okay. And so when he knew that I was okay, that I was just crying to let out what was inside and the sadness and the disappointment, then he let me cry and I got better. And then on Monday, when we went to school, I asked the students, so how was the trip? And one of my friends who was uh, reserved like me, she said, do you, did you or do you know that no teacher was there? I was like, what? How do you mean no teacher? What do you mean no teacher was there? She said that apparently the teachers that were supposed to go ended up having other engagements with their families and they never arrived at, at the place. So this was an all students only trip. And in my mind, I said, well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for taking me out of that bus because I do not want to know and I'm not going to ask any questions of what happened on this trip. So I just said, let me know your version of what happened with you. Don't tell me what happened with everybody else because I do not want to stress myself out with those teenage stories. And so 
I just said that. Thank God for taking, thank you, Jesus, for taking me out of that bus. So today, the question is, you know, sometimes in our life, we go to places, we do things, we get ourselves into situations where we're not supposed to be there. As children of God, as Christians, as followers of the word, livers of the word, we're not supposed to be there. So like me, you know, when I got into the bus, I looked for the teachers and I didn't see any. And that was a big red flag for me. And life is a choice. God has put a choice in front of us. He gives us life. He gives us death or light versus darkness. And we get to choose. And I was in a bus where I didn't see a teacher. So I knew this wasn't right. And I stepped out of the bus. Many times in life, we get into situations, we do things, we go places or we make friends that are like this. We look around and we're not seeing Jesus. We're not seeing the Bible. We're not seeing the word lived through these people. But however, we keep staying in this place. We keep staying in this bus. We do not move. We do not leave. We do not take that cautionary step backward to evaluate what's happening. We just keep riding this bus. We just keep going in this bus. And eventually, this bus will have a destination. But if Jesus is not in this bus, if Jesus is not in the bus of your life, where will we end up? Where are we going to be when this bus arrives at, it, at, at its destination? Like me, when I with my teenage trip, and this bus arrived at its destination, there was no supervision and no adults. I don't want that to happen with my spiritual life. I don't want to be in this bus called life, looking for Jesus and not seeing him in my actions, not seeing him in my daily life, not seeing him in my friendships, not seeing him in my relationships. But yet I keep going in the same direction and in the same bus because someday this bus will arrive at its destination. And today I wanted to share with you several verses that will lead us to the conclusion that I want to make today. Deuteronomy 31:19 says, I have placed before you. Let me read it to you from the Bible. It says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed or thy generation may live. So we have a choice. We can choose darkness or we can choose light. We can choose life or we can choose death. But one thing I know for sure, Jesus said in John 14, 6. If you have ever asked yourself the question, what is, what is life? What is truth? There's a verse in John 14, 6 that says, Jesus is speaking here and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. None or no one comes to the Father except through me. So therefore, if you want to end up at the right destination, if you want to have truth and life in your life, you're going to have to make sure that Jesus is with you, that Jesus is in this bus. So when you get into any new situation or when you're making a big decision in your life, look around. Do you see Jesus? Do you see God's word? Do you see God's people? And if they're there, then you probably are on the right bus. We're not going to say it's the perfect bus and it's going to be a perfect ride, but at least Jesus is in it. Now, if you get into the bus of your life, new situations and new places, and you don't see Jesus there, that's a big red flag. Now we have to have the courage to step back. We have to have the courage to say, you know what? This is the wrong place. I'm at the wrong place and I should not be here. Our gut instincts are going to tell us this is the wrong place because we are spiritually connected to God, to truth, to our creator, to our maker. 
But many times we have learned to override these feelings, these gut instincts, and we go with the flow. We go with our friends and we go with whatever's happening in our lives and we may end up in the wrong place. Many people end up in the wrong place literally. But spiritually speaking, we will end up at the wrong place if Jesus is not there. So what can we do? What can we do about this situation? What if we are already on the wrong bus? James says, James 4, 8 says, Draw near to God and he will draw near to thee. Cleanse your hands, ye wrongdoers, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Double-minded. Two minds. You have a mind for good. You have a mind for bad. You have a mind for light and you have a mind for evil. So this verse is saying, draw near to God and he will draw near to thee. How can you get near to God? You can start reading his word. You can start choosing better situations, circumstances and places to go, things to do, things to see. Choose the right ones. Would Jesus be there watching that with you? Would Jesus be there listening to that, um, to that with you? Those are the types of scenarios that we want to look at when we uh, want to return or we want to get off the bus that we are on that's the wrong bus also uh, we need to remember that this is a choice this is a choice that we are going to make daily a choice to remain in the right bus and by remaining in the right bus or in the right place in our lives that means that we will have to make a series of positive choices that many times people don't understand However, we are able, we are capable because Jesus Christ died to shed his blood so that we could be free from sin, free from anything that disables us or disarms us from the spiritual reality that we are warriors. We can war the, the evil and the darkness. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Obedience is going to be very important in our lives. We need to blindly obey God's word. God knows best. What if I had said, no, dad, you don't know anything. You just, you're boring. You don't want me to live a life. I could have gone to this trip and God forbid I could have, something could have happened to me. I mean, you never know but thank god it didn't happen because i didn't go i was obedient to my father even though it hurt deep down inside i was hurt i was disappointed i i was in a way angry because i wasn't able to go to this trip but guess what that's not my father's fault he his role is to protect me god's role is to protect us it is our role to be obedient to christ and so this verse says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So what should we do as children of God? We need to bring down any argument, anything, any situation that sets itself up against God. Anything that goes against God, we need to break that down. We need to tear that down in the name of Jesus. And we need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We have thoughts. We have thoughts that go through our minds every single day. But if we realize we're having a bad thought, we're having a negative thought, we can take that thought captive and say, no, 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 you're not going to come into my mind in the name of Jesus. I'm changing that channel. I'm changing that station. And you do something else. Do something more positive. Take that thought. Make it captive in the name of Jesus. Captive and obedient to Christ. And that is how you will begin to change your patterns, your behaviors, your life to more of a life worthy of the calling from which or to which you have been called. 
John 15, 14 says, Ye are my friends if you do what I command. So if you want to be a friend of Jesus today, if you want Jesus to become your best friend, your faithful companion, and the Holy Spirit be with you, when Jesus died and resurrected, he was leaving, but he said, I will not leave you alone. I will leave a comforter with you, and he will lead you and guide you into all truth and everything that you should know. So he says, ye are my friends if you do what I command. Jesus commands us to live a good life, a holy life, a sanctified life. But what does it mean to be sanctified? It just means to be set apart. Set yourself apart for a good purpose, for a good cause, the cause of Christ. Read positive things. Listen and watch and do and go to positive places. And in this way, you are going to be renewing your mind, renewing your spirit, renewing your life so that it can be obedient. It can be in the right place. And then you are changing the, the trajectory of your life into something more positive. Going back to Deuteronomy, I have put before you um, truth, life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. So today, my friend, I encourage you to choose life. And I will end with this verse. It says, Romans 2, 6 to 8 says, or just, it's actually just 6 and 8. Romans 2, 6 and 8. God will repay each person according to what they have done. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be, there will be, Oh, shoot, man, I'm going to have to go and find this in the Bible. Give me a break. I'm going to find this in the Bible because I wrote it down in a book and I believe I skipped a few words and I do not want to cut God's word in any any way, shape or form. So let me look for Romans 2, 6 to 8 in the New Testament. I, I'm searching for Romans. Okay, I'm there now. Romans 2, 6 to 8. All right, let me read this for you. Who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, he will give indignation and wrath. So we know that we have a choice to make. We must seek and pursue God. We must seek and pursue the light. We must seek and pursue Jesus because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one will come to the Father except through me. So today, in whatever point you are in your life, do what I did when I entered this bus. I observed and I looked around and I said, but where's the teacher or where are the teachers? Now, I want you to stand up in the middle of your life and I want you to look around in your life and say, where is Jesus? And if you're not seeing Jesus in everything, then you will, you will need to start slowly retracting your steps. And remember, when was the last time you had Jesus? When was the last time you felt Jesus? Where were you? What were you doing? What was happening when you had Jesus? And at what point did he leave? Or at what point do you not feel Jesus in your life or see evidence of his, of his power and of his glory and of his presence? And start returning to that place. If you need to get off the bus, if you need to make some choices, if you need to make some changes, if you need to just, you know, buckle up for this new ride with Jesus Christ, then do it. You have God's power. You have the Holy Spirit with you. And once we come to God repentant, He will forgive us and He will show us the way. And the, the way today, I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. Thank you.
you for listening today, my friend. It was a joy to share this story with you. And with the time or as time comes, uh, draws near and days come and go, I'm going to be sharing more stories from my life that taught me very great lessons that I cannot forget to this day. So if you want to continue hearing the stories and the things that happened to me and the lessons that I learned from them, I invite you to keep listening to my podcast, which the name of my podcast for right now is Help, Heart and Purpose. But I will be praying about that name. And if I feel God wants me to change the name to something different, I will do so. But I will also notify you guys so that you know that it's still your friend Carla that you're listening to. I'm sending love for you guys. I'm sending blessings. I'm sending you tons and tons of courage and strength so that you could get off the wrong bus and get on the right one. Jesus is with you and I'm praying for you. Love you. And next time, let's meet again.